Hello everybody, it's Pastor Chip again, sitting here beside my pond in my lawn chair, if you hear it squeaking, but um, I got a question for you, who do you expect grace from? Um, I know when we're riding down the road and we're doing 70 or 75 and a 55, we get pulled over. We're praying for grace from those police officers, but you're probably not going to get much grace. You know, um... If you're going a little bit slower, maybe you might get some grace extended to you. Um, what's other situations where you ex- where you expect grace? How about the time clock? My daughter, she's always hitting that time clock late, and I keep telling her one of these days. But we all expect a little grace when we're running behind. The kids are uncooperative or the car won't start and traffic's bad or we get a flat tire. We expect a little grace. We we hope for a little grace, don't we? What about traffic? We always hope for a little grace in traffic, but traffic don't work out too much for us, does it? <laughs> doesn't matter when you start, how early you go, or how late you go. It seems like if you're in the municipalities, you always get caught at the wrong light, in the wrong place, behind the wrong bus, at the wrong time, in the wrong lane. Not much grace there. What about your grandparents? Tell you what, when I was a kid... I had two grandfathers. (laughs) They were the salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. One was a city grandpa. He got drugged there by his wife. He was raised in a county on a farm. Hard days, hard ways. Born in 1901. Then my other grandfather was a country man. Born in 1914. He could play any instrument you put in front of him, and he didn't even finish high school. He couldn't read music, uh, but that man could play anything. He was recorded uh, by the North Carolina Museum, North Carolina Chapel Hill, uh, Living History, and his music and him are recorded on file up there in Chapel Hill, but he couldn't do much math, he couldn't do much uh, reading and writing, but he could figure the board feet of lumber like nobody's business. He could tear an engine apart and put it together, he could farm, he could work plows, he could do anything. Both my grandfathers were smart men, and they were, they were firm men. And you know, 
We spent summers and weekends at their houses doing things with my grandfathers. And you know, if we screwed up, we knew what we was getting. And we got it. And if we were doing stuff that just stupid kids do that might have been troublesome, well, we might have got a little bit of grace extended to us. We got spoiled a lot, I think. Nowadays, the kids don't want to hang out with the grandparents. They're too busy with their other activities. But Grace, my grandparents, they extended me a lot of grace. Where else do we get grace? Some other places you've seen grace extended to you. Your parents. My parents extended grace to me a lot, but they also, we had rules to live by. My parents taught us to live a good, godly life. I often say we suffered from drug addiction when we were kids. We were drugged to church on Wednesday and on Sunday and on VBS and any other thing that was going on, we were drugged to church, whether we wanted to or not. And at the time, we didn't really like it very much, but we made great friendships that have lasted decades. We went on trips. I went to a on a mission trip to Mexico in 76, I think it was. We were extended a lot of grace back in those days, but we respected authority and the law. We had a good biblical Christian foundation. We respected people. My parents didn't teach us racism. I've learned that more recently at the hands of our government and other entities. Um, we treated people with equality, fairness, Played on ball teams that were mixed ball teams, didn't know anything about color, racism. But churches today have gotten away from grace. Churches today don't even have sermons much more about grace. Many churches today preach about living within the law and legalism and what's going to send you to hell. I hate to tell you, but everything's going to send you to hell. 
There's only one thing that's going to keep us out of hell. And that's the belief in Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And he said for He said for us to not hide our light under a basket. To let our light shine. And most of all, when Jesus came, He didn't come preaching legalism to people, did He? He healed people. He fed people. He extended grace to people. He showed love to people. Find a big church. And I just say a big church. I don't know. It's just... If you're a big church, it's easier to come in in anonymity than a smaller church in your community. But find a big church... Go in there on a Sunday looking like a rag bag and watch the people look at you. Or in my case, walk into a church with a t-shirt and a pair of jeans And watch people look at me with my tattoos. They'll look at me. They'll, I mean, you know, they're curious. They look at my tattoos. You can kind of sometimes see the kind of little sneers people make. But then watch the reaction on their face when after church they say, Hey, where are you from? And I say, I'm so-and-so from around here. And. What do you do? Well, I'm a preacher. And then they go, oh, he's a preacher. Then you can hear it in their heads. What? wonder who ordained him. What kind of preacher is he? He's got tattoos. And the list goes on and on. We talk about being a light into the community and a light into the world. But what do we do to shine that light. It's, what we do is we douse the flame when people come into church. And the stage is already set and the sermons that we get most of the time that they're talking, you know, legalism and not do this and not do that. And instead of Jesus extending grace to us, and what was it when Paul asked Jesus and Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for you? You know, I didn't write any of these verses down. I'm not going to have one to read to you because I'm sitting by the pond. I don't have the Wi-Fi. But I'll put them in the notes.
But where is the grace today? Where is the grace for the young girl who gets pregnant? The young mother who comes in with an infant or a toddler and she's single. Or the father. Where's the grace? We are supposed to be a sanctuary. A sanctuary for sinners. A place that we can come and step our foot into the church and claim sanctuary. I'm on holy ground. I am free. I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. But when people come and step in, they go through a plethora of criticism and condemnation and judgment. Grace should be freely given to anybody without question. Just as the grace your grandparents gave you or the policeman gives you or the judge when he doesn't sentence you so severely, Jesus extended grace to you. He doesn't send us all to hell automatically. We're extended grace. How can we expect people to want to be Christians, that want to have what we have, if all we're doing is rubbing their noses in it like a little puppy? I get so upset when I hear people fussing and gossiping and putting people down. My daughter, God bless her, love her to death, called me and told me she was pregnant. I watched a TikTok. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to watch the TikTok a while ago. A lady said that she remembered when she was 15, she told her mom she was pregnant. And her mom threw the Bible at her and hit her in the stomach and says, Well, you're alone with that bastard now. My daughter called me up. Told me, Daddy... I'm pregnant. I know. I know my daughter. And I know her values. And I know it took a lot of strength for her to call me and tell me she was pregnant. And I started crying. I said, baby, I can't talk right now. I'm going to have to call you right back. And I had to hang up and I had to cry. And I had to get myself together. And I called her back. And I said, This is not what I wanted for my daughter. I wanted her to go to college. 
you know, I said, this is going to start life off on a different track for you. You know, it changes things. Baby adds a lot of dynamics and, you know, it makes finding jobs and daycare and everything else difficult. I said, but I love you. I said, uh, I had to find my way in life. And you have to find your way in life. And I'll help you however I can. And we had others telling her, get an abortion, give it up. You don't need to raise that baby. You're too young. Where is the grace in life? Why do people forget that grace covers a multitude of sins? How many of us out there have not done anything wrong? How many are perfect? Because that's what it is. If you're sitting there telling me that you've not done anything wrong, you didn't get pregnant, or you didn't sleep with somebody, or you haven't drank alcohol and gotten drunk or you didn't steal anything or you didn't beat up anybody or you didn't call anybody names or belittle them or anything then you're a liar and you happen to either be Jesus Christ Adam or Eve because those are the only three people that ever walked this earth that were perfect at one point. And as far as I know, Adam and Eve fell from grace and died as mortal human beings, right? So then that leaves Jesus Christ. And if you're Jesus Christ and you're on the planet and it's the second coming and I've missed something, John the Baptist wandered around the cities preaching repentance. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be saved. People, we need to be repenting and we need to be extending grace to people we meet. When's the last time you opened a car door for anybody or that was trying to load groceries? When's the last time you extended grace to somebody who was in a cash register and trying to pay for stuff and they didn't have enough money? When's the last time you said, hey, let me help you out? When's the last time the waitress come to your table and said, I'm sorry, things are running behind and you got mad? Well, I want to talk to the manager. Or when's the last time you said, honey, it's okay. I know y'all are busy, but it's okay. You know, just get it to us when you can.
I get sick and tired. Sick and tired of people coming up to me. Well, not, not people coming up to me. I get sick and tired of their stories. When they come up to me and tell me how preachers have said hurtful, ugly things to them about their tattoos or living with somebody. Or not coming to church. Or the people that say things about the clothes and whisper the clothes they wear to church. You know, people, we are supposed to be the eyes and feet of Jesus. And remember, whatever you bound up on earth, you will bound up in heaven. A lot of people are in for a rude awakening. My friend Connie says, I'm supposed to be out going door to door, world to the world. And she's right, I don't need to be in a church. Sometimes I just pray that God would open more doors for me or, or that I would be aware of who I'm supposed to speak to, what I'm supposed to say, when I'm supposed to do it. But I thank God for His grace because I am not worthy But, I am forgiven. So the next time you go to church, hanging around some people, think about grace. Think about how easily you ask for it. But how freely do you really give it? And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. Keep me in your prayers. and Pray that I'm doing what the Lord would have me to do. That He leads me where He wants me to go. Thank you for everything.